It's almost over. Hey, 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 ho. Man, I don't know. Just call it IG Live 2023. Just call it the episode number it is. I think it's 123. Yeah, that too. This is fun. Okay. There's not a way that I can join this from my browser like a dweeb, right? No. I don't want to schedule it. I need to schedule the, the Can you not just thing. go live? I know, that's what I thought. So Alright, I'm doing it. Let me see. Wait, here. hold on. Start Nathan time. No no no. Do, do you know do this. go to the go to your main timeline and swipe right to bring yeah, up the camera. Go to your stories and go live from your story. Oh, from the <laughs> You should be able to just press the button. Nope. I mean, when I go to at a start, it's oh, all right. You're, I'm say, going you're saying live. the top, you mean? I'm going live, and I will invite you in. <laughs> this is taking too long. All right, I'm inviting the John Chi Show, and now I'm inviting the KJ Show. Oh, how did you do that so fast? <laughs> <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> you're listening to the John Chi Show. Hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The John Chi Show. It's your boys, KJ, Nathan, and Patrick here um, live on Instagram, which is pretty exciting. I don't know why we have never done this before for an actual episode but honestly i'm kind of here for it so uh yeah fellas how you doing yeah good i know i mean i didn't know how many people were waiting this morning for an episode to drop and then uh you know here we are (laughs) and then they had to keep waiting for many more hours yes that's true but all right i know it's my phone making the echo because let me turn the volume all the way down on my phone well, now it's gone. So, anyways, it's fine. <clears throat> yeah, it's very what was minimal. the question? I said, "How are you?" <laughs> I'm doing was doing great until I heard that echo. Now I'm doing terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. Alicia said we kind of did it for Thanksgiving. That is true. We kind of did. We've done yeah. a couple live things, but we've never released the live ones as episodes. I guess did we? We always release the live the, ones yeah. as episodes, yes. like a day or a week later. Okay, <laughs> we're not about what? to make more more time to i record. hear you rick i don't know what day it is so, oh gosh yes those are, oh that's right everyone gets to see my lego obsession live yeah. now because we normally <laughs> oh, don't do yeah, video that's, uh, you should show off show off oh, your goodness the whole back i'm sorry just, just put it out there i feel yeah, like you are now. so close to the screen that i can't even see behind you <laughs> me or kj <laughs> you kj as well Good. i feel like you're both I'll get, sitting I'll, directly I'll cover in front of all camera. my my lego nerdetry I don't have a good. Uh, Nathan was just on a Lego system. podcast. I, yeah, I was. I, oh I'm, yeah, I'm cheating on podcasts. No. Are you? <laughs> is that out yet? Can we listen to it? It is. It is the both the uh, YouTube and the uh, and the the Spotify podcast. They were only on Spotify, I think. But nice. Yeah. <laughs> that echo was pissing me off. All right. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder if there's anybody new here. I don't know if anybody is not has not oh, ever yeah. heard. An episode Let's of the show hi. before. Hey, there's we 17 are, people. We are the John C. Show. Um, we started this show because we were three different people who had shared some identities and we wanted to talk about it. And that's what we did. Uh, we're called the John C. Show because John C. in Korean means to celebrate 
and to feast, I think. It means one of those two things, but we we do both of those things <laughs> on this show. Um, where we celebrate our shared heritage, culture, and identities, and all the differences and the ways that our stories intersect. And we usually do that with a food or a treat or a drink and sometimes a guest. But today we are doing that live here on Instagram because we did not plan ahead very good. <laughs> this is a very busy month. That's why. And this is a very busy month. You were off. True. You were off doing your thing. You were in uh, Austin, which that looked uh, pretty amazing, actually. It was uh, a good time. South by Southwest. Yeah, that that was really. Uh, um, I was really jealous I couldn't come. But I know it was. Uh, wish you could have been there, but it's probably it, better that I didn't come though, because my kids all got sick this week. So yeah, that probably is good. They needed you at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, busy month. Busy month. What have no, you been Nick, busy with? There's, oh. there's no food or drink tonight because well, uh, I, have I sent my it. Box. Oh, KJ got his mine. So. You guys uh, can do one. I'll just sit here and drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> In my John Side C. branded note, cup. This is, um, I bought this like Vietnamese coffee. I'm going to post about it in my story later. Um, from Glenn Coffee yep. Supply because I've been like, they just blowing up my Instagram. It's freaking amazing. It's Those Robusta beans are, I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to say more about it, but that was really exciting for me. Is so. that a plug? Uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. Nice. I mean, sponsor in as much us. as I, they're yeah. a sponsor us. <laughs> hey, I like your coffee. <laughs> it's real good. It's so. real good. That's yeah. fun. I've been drinking a lot of coffee today. <laughs> a whole nother story. What was like the big, big highlight or something for uh, South by Southwest? What were you doing there for the listeners who, who may or may not know? Sure. So I was there with Jerry Wan and Dear Asian Americans and his other uh, his business partner, Justin Wynn, and their creation, Always Be Creating, which is a creator economy specifically for Asian Americans. Um, and we were there to do two separate events. Uh, the first one was the Asian Creator House on Friday, which was held at the Meta Office downtown in Austin, which was amazing. Uh, had Asian creators come from all over, from all different areas of, of industry and, and things that they talk, at, talk about and learned a lot. And it was really cool just to see all of us or all of these different people come together to kind of share in their knowledge, talk about how they do that, what they do and why they're doing it and how we can all kind of pursue those things if we so choose. And the second event was a night market on Sunday, which was, if you've been following me or following Dear Asian Americans, you know, we've done a few of these, done two this year in January and a few last year. This one was a big one. Um, the first outdoor one, but also on a scale to which we have not done these before. And suffice to say, it was, in my opinion, a huge success. Um, before the gate was open to start letting people in, the line was down the block, potentially around the corner. I'm not 100% sure. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was not in the area where the I could see yeah. that. But there was a ton of people, um, estimated a, 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 almost double of what we were expecting. So I think it was a big nice. success. But that was definitely the highlight. The highlight of it all was the community aspect of it. Um, from the small, intimate settings that we had on Friday and Saturday um, to literally just that large communal gathering um, that happened on Sunday, it really was just affirming to me and I think to all the team how important it is that we have events like this. And we do it in places that historically don't find themselves at the center of the Asian American economy, uh, per yeah. se, you know, the, 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 at the forefront of that. So 
Um, I don't know what the future holds, but I think Austin was proof positive that these things are important and that with the right amount of planning, the right team, that they can be really successful. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm really excited for that happening. Uh, I mean, just going going to South by Southwest last year and supporting Jerry and being able to hear him speak was fantastic. And to see like this and and growing on that and growing on the like that connection and things, um, just because I know how much work he put into it uh, to make something like this possible is really impressive. So yeah, yeah, that's super cool, man. It yeah, I'd love to see that go. You know, across the country, other cities and stuff as well. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just really inspiring to, again, you know, we've worked with Jerry very closely for the last almost three years now, and I've been working with him on the Dear Asian American stuff. And again, it's just a reminder and and it's almost like re-inspiring each time we do something like this because I walk away feeling empowered and really motivated to do stuff like this for not only Asian America, but for the adoptee community, you know, the community that we specifically inhabit or inhabit, inhabit. Um, so it's really exciting to think about, you know, I, I came back with a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I want to do, um, not only here in Indianapolis, but uh, with the things that I've been working on individually. So and then what we can do with the show as well. So excited yeah. about what's to come for that. Well, it wasn't as cool as South by Southwest and uh, Dear Asian Americans Night Market, but I, too, got to meet up with a bunch of Asians and adoptees uh, over the weekend, uh, which is really <laughs> exciting. Yeah, so I'm, I hang out with, um, with some, a group called NAP, DFW, mm. NAP with three A's, which is National Asian American, wait, National Association of Asian American Professionals. You got it. It's a lot of words in there. Uh, <laughs> but that was cool. I, I got connected with them. Weirdly, just on Eventbrite, um, I just like happened to be, it was like, like how you discovered Dear Asian Americans for podcasts. It's like, that was like me for Asian American events with Eventbrite, Patrick. Mm. So I just, I don't know why I was on there. I never opened that app, but it was there and that was nice. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I went to their conference last year, uh, fellow CAD and previous guest of the show, Stephanie Drenko was the keynote speaker and she just absolutely crushed it. Um, so yeah, and then this is their first kind of big event of this season. So it's cool just to be in that space. And like you said, just being in community um, was really encouraging and exciting. It was also terrifying. I forgot how awful it is to go to an event when it's just you and you don't know anyone. And I now work <laughs> from home all the time. So like my only goal was to get a drink and the poor, sir, like the wait staff was like way overwhelmed because there were also way more people than they anticipated. <laughs> and I was like, if I just get a drink in my hand, I'll be able to deal with meeting new people. And I did that successfully. And I felt there like, you hey, go. I what can do liquid courage. I mean, it wasn't even just like <laughs> liquid courage. It just was like first step, you know, like yeah. I don't want people being like, oh, do you do you need to? You know, I'm just like, I've, I've done the one thing that I need to do. It was a happy hour. So I'm there and able to do it. And yeah, it was fine. Um, are you still freaking out about the audio? Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I can go. I should have my AirPods in like you do. Yeah. But it's too late. They're downstairs and it, I feel like it's too late <laughs> okay. for that. We're already mid live. We are 13 <laughs> minutes into this episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna power through because editing exists. I've been you trying know, different fine. things. I, I even put in a little like a plug in the bottom to see if that would turn the audio off coming through the speaker. The hilarious yeah. part is, is that I bet That's nobody it. can hear the echo. Only me. No, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I can hear just like, it just a <laughs> tiny bit. Yeah, it's fine. I it's suck. all fine. 
it's fine. Exactly. too far gone. It's exactly. The next time no going, this, I like know. everyone's like, you cannot yeah. turn around now. You yeah. have to go forward. We've come too far. <laughs> yeah, it's it's for the live audience, it's fine. For the for the podcast oh. audience, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But editing is <laughs> so it's fine. Editing um, exists. It's fine. The what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, okay. So we so I did that. That was Thursday night. And then uh Saturday um hung out with some local cats and also Dan, aka Dan Matthews, oh was, yeah, yeah in Dallas in for a work yeah. event, and he was like, "Yo, are you around? Can you do you want to hang out?" And I was like, "Of course, I want to hang out." So yeah, it was really good to see him and reconnect after uh, the last time we talked, which was in LA um, two years ago. So yeah, it was just a cool Asian adoptee filled weekend. We uh, some of my local friends went to the Dallas Botanical Gardens. And that was nice. I just got to go sneeze my face off, look at tulips. But yeah, it was just nice. Like, <laughs> just like nice being in in community, like you said, and being in like like one of my goals since moving back was like have less white friends. And I feel like I'm slowly <laughs> slowly moving that direction, which is exciting. Not like I'm not re- actively reducing, but just like I don't I don't need more white friends. So yeah, it's been nice. Well, we talked about that as uh, at. The turn of the new year is being we wanted to be more intentional about being mm. in those spaces, the more wow. Korean spaces specifically. Mm-hmm. But, Good on you for remembering. I did not. Yeah, remember. yeah. I think about it literally every day because I'm like, why am I not being in more Korean spaces? <laughs> You're like, why don't I get my haircut more often? Why Here, am I go back failing at this resolution yes. that we made? <laughs> well, I definitely oh, am virtually. I don't know as much if I am in person, but uh, you know, I did actually. Well, uh, that's not true. I did, um, and this can kind of actually be a segue. But a couple of weeks ago, I did go to the adoption mosaic event that was here in Denver. Oh yeah, I saw that. How was that? So that I thought that was great. Um, you know, was it just um, a meetup or was it a like a specific yeah. event? No, it was just a meetup. Uh, everyone wanted to chat, talk. Um, they had food and uh, drinks and stuff. And then yeah, we we had a couple things. Uh, Astrid was there, and she was um, you know had some questions that we like a little trivia thing that we could all ask questions or answer these questions and on these boards and as groups and kind of get to know each other and get to know more information about like authors or resources or um, even down to what con stood for. And things like that. So, what does that stand um, for again? Yeah, wait. Uh, what actually does that stand for? <laughs> oh, I know. What and that's the thing. For. I was, I, I was one of the only ones who got it right. But oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was well, you were, like on the board or something. Exactly. So, <laughs> Korean American, Korean American adoptee and adoptive family network. But it's the adoptive family network part that throws everyone for a loop because it, you know, it's not. It's not, common. No Conf- it's not yeah. I know it's not exactly. Kafan. So, Kafan. But that's okay. It's not that, Boston accented Kafan. <laughs> Coffin. All right, I'm stuck. I forget we're live and we're not just recording this by ourselves. I was like, "Can you see people commenting? Like, they will actively tell you if they think you're being insane." (laughs) Yeah, speaking of shirts, no, Um, but yeah, we're we're you know it it was fun, and one of the things that that uh, I was uh, kind of um, I guess I didn't expect was that I forgot that it was it's an adopt adoption mosaic it's an adoptee event not a korean adoptee event mm-hmm. and so when i was there there were there were adoptees from all over colombia um you know um china india uh, it, you know there was there was it was nice to to remember that and that was one of the things that i you know cuz I'm Korean. I'm a Korean adoptee. And, and we've been doing the Korean adoptee podcast. We've been, you know, I've been with Khan. I've been doing Korean adoptee focused stuff, but I, I need to remember that it's not, you know, just that. And Khan also, you know, started allowing, um, or 
accepting other adoptees to come to their events and stuff now too. So, um, so they did it. And, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, what maybe one of the things that we are going to talk about, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once we're done talking about things that have happened weeks ago, you know, apparently we just um, never caught up about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad that you named that though. I think that is really important. Uh, I think that's something that, I am passionate about it's like remembering the fact that you know despite us being a very large portion of particularly international adoptees that we are not the only people who have been adopted like Koreans what? and I I feel like <laughs> Korean adoptees can sometimes take it upon themselves to feel like we are at the forefront of that and oh, yeah. when really we make up a part of it you know and that's the beautiful thing about the community is just how diverse it is um, not maybe the systems that we came out of, but <laughs> the fact that we yeah. make up and, and are made up of a ton of different experiences, a ton of different uh, ethnicities, a ton of different identities and the ways mm-hmm. that we intersect. And to um, our friend Rick's statement in the comments here, I agree. I think that we've seen that not only in the Korean adoptee community and the community at large of just a number of adoptees, not only doing podcasts, but just writing and Mm -hmm. sharing online or in public spaces for the first time. And I think it's incredible. Um, I was actually just on or guested on a podcast today, uh, recorded that interview. And we were talking about how the pandemic activated a lot of people. And I haven't used that language activated, but I was like, Ooh, I like the way that that sounds because that's what happened to me. I was, I got activated in the pandemic and I feel like, because we of those circumstances, and I feel like this is probably ground that we've tread a number of different times, but that is, you know, we've seen it's fun. It's cool to be a part of that wave of people who have come into that because I feel like our community is, if not bigger, stronger potentially because of it, because we've all kind of come into it at the same time, or a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us. And I think it's nice to have that, have that support throughout the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I mean, like Dennis says in the chat, like activated always makes me think of like some type of superhero transformer, you know, whatever, <laughs> like sleeper agent kind of thing. I mean, I know that it's like a, it's a more historical kind of social justice term, but uh, yeah, I'm always just like activated, you know, like it's, it's a very like inspiring term. And then also like, that's a lot uh, to handle. And I think I was just talking about this with my wife. So she's a, she's a nutrition coach and she has been, she's part of this wave. So she just went to a conference in Vegas for uh, macro coaches and things. And it was like dominated by women. And Mm. uh, she was like, yeah, all the, all the speakers there and whatever, they were like this conference conferences like this are usually dominated by men. So it's like wild to see so many women here. And so she is part of this wave of, you know, women who are coming into like the nutrition space, the macro space and all that kind of stuff. And, and like really taking it over. And it reminded me too of, I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard uh, some interview with like the founders of uh, subtle Asian traits mm. and like how, it grew really fast or whatever. And then America came in and it was like the Kool-Aid man just like busting through the walls. And they're all like, Oh yeah. Whoa, who <laughs> let America in? Slash America is like here, you know? So and I I think all that to say, like, yeah, I think for Korean adoptees, it can very much feel like because there are a lot of us, it's like, oh yes, we're here. This is us. Like this is our space. And and I think that remembering uh to use adoption mosaics language like the constellation of Mm. like the adoption network and the adoption like 
yeah, just like any part of that, I think is so, so important and, and to hear, uh, those diverse stories. And, uh, and yeah, I think too, like remembering that even though we are part of a wave, we're not the first wave. Exactly. Uh, and we're not also, we're not the last wave, but, um, I'm just curious just for like some hot takes here. Mm. Do you think that cads specifically are a dying breed? Uh, I, th- I don't remember. I don't remember who we were talking to, but it was just like, yeah, you know, there aren't as many Korean adoptees anymore. Like, are we one of the last part of one of the last waves of like major international Korean adoption? Do you think? I think so. I mean, I'd love to see the statistics on that as well. But I know it. I mean, from the numbers perspective of you know back in the seventies and eighties, fifteen thousand you know a, a year down to what three hundred, two hundred a year. I mean that. A decrease definitely sounds like I wouldn't say we're dying. I would say we're we're it's it's minimal. So I want to see what the what the opposite is. What are the uh, trans you know national adoptions from other countries? What are the statistics like for those? I actually haven't done that research, um, but I know I, I I feel personally that I've met more Chinese adoptees and Indian adoptees than mm-hmm. um, you know than ever before. So um, yeah, maybe. And does anyone know? Does anyone know statistics? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely dropped for Google sure. Right like we yeah. see, obviously, like you just said, Nathan, and I believe it was Nikki who we had this conversation with um, on her episode when she came on the show. But oh, yeah, I maybe. believe we are seeing like it's like I think it was like 200, maybe, maybe 250 this past year. And those numbers are dwindling. I think we're going to see another sharp drop from even that number based on what the truth and reconciliation committee finds through the work uh, with Peter Muller and the Danish adoptees who have been fighting to get their cases reopened and examined um, for like abuses and falsifications, things like that, which I think is really important. Um, And we've also seen other countries like the Netherlands suspend their international adoption programs, which, you know, that's another thing too. Like the U S is not the only country that was adopting children of color outside of their, or out of their or countries of origin. And yeah. like, it's, you know, it's, it's everywhere. And it's, I think that, I think it's will be regulated so heavily that it will be very, it can end up becoming very minimal. I think it will always be there, unfortunately yeah, for better or worse, uh, probably for worse. But, you know, I think we, are seeing that sharp decline and we've seen it, you know, especially since like the nineties and, and the early two thousands. And we've seen it become a lot more difficult uh, to adopt internationally because you're required or a lot of countries require you to go to the country sometimes two years in advance to start to immerse yourself in the culture um, and to confirm that you are a, not a terrible person and B <laughs> might be by are at least somewhat interested in, in the culture that you're adopting from. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know if die if I don't know if we're a dying breed. Um, I think we are the last part of the last large wave of adoptees, yeah. and I think those and I've, I've said this before on the show, but I think those people who were adopted even ten years or after us are kind of the leading that charge of that quote unquote last wave, who will be the people who can kind of have these conversations that we're trying to have right now. Yeah that we're building off of from the conversations from people who came before us, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's good and exciting. And like, I don't know, like, I know it's you're like, I don't know, international adoption is like kind of going away and there's more restrictions and things. And like for, for, for better or worse, I think from, I, I've not done a lot of thinking about this. It's actually sp- something specific that I've not, I have like waited to think about in a big way, but 
like my my hot take is uh the best we can hope for is net neutral like while things that cause the need for international adoption exist then like international adoption probably should exist you know what i mean like until we can solve some some mm. greater systemic issues and it does like even though it sucks the bit that i remember reading was like even though it was a substitute for like actually good social services in korea at the time like it's still it needed to happen you know like all those babies needed to go needed to be taken care of needed to go somewhere and even though like that first wave like was caused through war and all those things like they still had like there's still lives that need to get taken care of you know so right. like i think net neutral maybe is the best we can hope for because it is it's it's hard it's hard being an adoptee and it's hard like kind of wrestling with that internationally and transracially but at the same time like while while things exist that can cause adoptees and adoptions being needed like i i don't know maybe i would prefer domestic adoption but to be honest i don't really know that that's viable in every place that it's necessary you know and so then it's like well okay so if we can't do that then what's the next best thing or the least harmful thing you know and mm. so that's tough well like it's the because child the, law right yeah well it's because yeah. to shut that down to like really address the systemic issue is to actually address the systemic issue and look beyond what adoption does um, quote unquote, and say why? Why are we asking people to yeah, oh, give so their now children you're up to solve for global peace? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, like, we why kinda are you are. trying to? <laughs> but why? Yeah, exactly. Like we, it requires us to ask that question, and unfortunately, too many of us are not going to ask that question because yeah. then we have to go into so many other things. And until we do that, uh, the the unfortunate reality is like adoption is going to exist in this form or another going forward. If we can even get to net neutral, I think you're right. That's probably a best case scenario in this regard but even that is kind of a loss <laughs> in yeah, in the I grand mean, scheme still, of things sure. yeah in the grand scheme but i mean i get what you're saying and i don't know i don't have the answer outside of that really like broad but pointed like this is yeah. what needs to happen and but i don't know you know how we do that without everybody society at, mm -hmm. at whole or at large having a mindset shift yeah but with all of that said the i'm sure <laughs> oh yeah Nathan, weird just, just spilled, spilled we're just gonna man. spill the beans no, he's, he's i saw leo's, leo's she had the eyeballs on her uh, emoji <laughs> because she's waiting for us to say it yes we are now going to be accepting uh as submissions for guests all transnational transracial adoptees i forgot we were doing that and i also yeah. didn't realize that's what the eyes were for <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what her eyes are for. I don't know. That makes sense. It, that makes sense now. It, now it makes sense. So, yes. So, uh, for submissions, any guest, um, you know, in the past, we've only had one that was not Korean adopt, uh, Korean adoptee. Um, they were Korean. Minju. Yeah, but she was Korean. Um, but she was an adoptee. So, so now we are going to be allowing uh, submissions <laughs> because we have actually had at least five uh, guest entries or guest um submission forms filled, yeah forms <laughs> filled out by other adoptees and now we're like we feel i don't know i i feel bad i didn't want to be a gatekeeper to that i want to say no we you know your story doesn't matter because i think you know everyone's story does matter and that's that's my hope that uh that we can hear more stories now so um <laughs> yes and it's like well, that is room. very exciting. I didn't forget I that we were so. going to do that, but I did forget whether we were going to talk about it. On this. <laughs> well, that's what we were all leading up to. I thought so. That's Hello, what everybody I just wanted to, the to spill it out the there. Show. That makes I sense. wanted to make sure that everyone knew that that's you know that if you are if you're listening or if you know people 
um, you know, send them to our page to apply because, um, yeah, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. We've spent the past couple of solo episodes going through, you know, what have we learned? What have we unlearned? Like, where are we at in this journey? Obviously we've been talking about, uh, this for, if I guess what, three years almost, uh, two mm-hmm. and a half years, something like that. And so like, hopefully you've learned some things by now. Um, Nathan, I totally know what you mean where like, I don't want to feel like a gatekeeper to be like, Oh, you're not Korean. You're not adapted from Korea. Then like, Whoa, I don't want to talk to you. But if I'm being honest, like, I don't know that I could have handled it with as much grace or, uh, like active listening or empathy or any of those kinds of things until now, like I could Mm -hmm. barely Mm -hmm. handle my own story. And now I think after spending these two and a half years thinking about it, being, being graceful, um, and, and actively like thinking through like my own story and how to, how to honor other people's stories. I feel like I've come to not the end, but like, I'm ready for new territory. And actually I need to start practicing language, um, of what I've learned and, and the techniques or whatever, just the information that I've had to, to begin to, to relate to other people. So yeah, I'm excited to have other adoptees on, um, whether they're internationally adopted or, uh, domestically adopted who are uh asian from yeah who are asian i guess is the best way to say that i don't know like because the other thing too is like i'm not i'm also not ready for just like a wave of domestic adoptees to jump on necessarily because i again i don't know that i can handle those stories in as in a way that would do them justice i don't know that i can handle them in a way that like i would be ready for necessarily uh, but I'm excited to like dip my toe into the water of the broader adoption narrative and, and to be, be a part of that whole conversation and join the many other voices of, of organizations and content creators who are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a chance to learn again. Like you said, it's just a chance to step outside of the scope that we've been in a chance to get a little uncomfortable in the conversation that we're having because we're navigating new territory. Yeah. Um, I think it's that's a chance the best for part. Nathan to buy new snacks. <laughs> oh, yes. oh yeah. That's, yeah. that's really it, the reason. That's this, the reason this is really the reason this. because I've made mistakes already. <laughs> I've already been buying uh, Taiwanese snacks and Chinese snacks sometimes <laughs> by accident. Yes. That was but the reason. This time it will be on purpose. <laughs> this will be on purpose. Now. Nathan was planting the seed way early. And like maybe it, if I buy them inception. Taiwanese I was like, snacks. Hey guys, maybe we should do this. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited though. Um, Excited to see kind of what stories come out of it, because even in even in just talking to Korean adoptees, like so different, so, so diverse in who people are and what they've experienced, what they've gone through, despite the fact that we all came from the same place and we're all adopted. You know, mm-hmm. except for Minju. Except <laughs> <laughs> no shade to um, Minju. No shade to Minju, but uh, uh Minju yeah, who I mean, gave me the language filial Piety. Filial piety, yeah, which I've yeah. actually used in my writing a couple times recently, it's and I'm like pretty important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but excited, just excited for new stories to be to be shared on the podcast again. Huge privilege for us to be able to sit and listen to these stories, let alone uh, have the honor to share them with our audience. So excited to be able to do that, um, and thank you to everybody who's let us do that so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and- and to everyone who has already applied, we will send you an email about this as well. So, we are um, slowly yes. making our way through the guest list. I we think are. We're only like, there's only like a three-month delay at this point <laughs> just because our lives are 
I mean, you get it. We're alive. We're we're human beings living on the planet. So we are alive. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. I think that's kind of it. We don't. We're not breaking to a food or anything. So this no. is, uh, I said we could if you wanted to. Yeah, you know, yours yours didn't come, but I mean, it's up to you. If you, it's up to you, Patrick. I mean, go for it. I will out. sip on my coffee and judge both of you eating that snack. All right, I'll I'll go get my food. I got to go open the box. Come with me to the oh. kitchen. Instagram. Ooh. Come, ooh. I'm just going to go field right trip here. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> That's the tagline of this of any All live right. show we do. What a hot mess. Did you get so you got your box but uh Patrick didn't. Your box should come soon then. Should we go with this little guy? Yeah, go with that. All right. Sure. Uh, someone I, who can read Mandarin. Yeah. Come so on the show. Come that's on the what it looks and tell like. us what this it's, is. It says it's a green plum, green tea flavor from China, uh, made by uh, Lulu Orchard Group. That's all I can tell you. So there you go. Right. I can read as much. Of this as I can, Hangul. So, <laughs> so that's none so of that's, it. That's it. That's these are little gummy green candies. Plum. I think Is green what? plum, but it's green tea flavor. So I, I don't know. I am okay. I'm it opens decently well. It doesn't say okay. open here that I can tell. And it looks like a giant plum. It smells date adjacent. It looks like date a giant adjacent. plum. Green plum. Yeah, it does say that. Ah, it's, it's, it's moist. moist. It's, Why is there a pit? Why is yes. it sticky? Yeah, there's probably a pit. No! <laughs> I am glad to not be having that right now. Oh, but I made a terrible decision. Oh, my God. Well, you were the one who threw the whole thing in your mouth. I didn't think there was a pit. It's like the benefit of getting processed foods. This could be they take the out episode the where KJ breaks his teeth. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, fortunately, I don't chomp down like a monster. Mm. <laughs> chomp. I'm going to say... Your face is telling me not a high rating. It's better than the chestnuts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely better than the chestnuts. Yeah. No, it's very sweet. I mean, it's a, it's like a dried fruit. I don't get much green tea flavor, though. It wasn't a dried fruit for sure. So I don't know. I thought the flavor was great. I didn't think it was much of a green tea flavor, but and it came with like a lot of them, too. There's a there's a bunch in here. It's a big package. So. KJ is off cam because he's. I was gonna I say did. he was puking, but I was I like, That's spit out, spit out the mean. pit. That's a mean so, thing to say. No, I seemed to spit it out, and I didn't want to do that on on camera, on Thank IG you. Live. You didn't want to so. just spit on your camera. Yeah, <laughs> not. I'm no oh. Nate Shelley, you know. Nick, Nick, Nick Capicotto is trying to speed us up. Ratings, <laughs> no. rating time. Okay, see, Thank this you. is keep why us, we edit though. Us. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, look at true. all these KJ comments coming in. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I liked it. Honestly, I thought it was good. I mean, it's a green plum. I wouldn't say it has much green tea, but... How uh, many plums? I'm giving it a three and a half plums. Three yeah. and a half plums. Okay. Three and a half plums. Uh, I mean, it was good. I'm going to give right. it two and a quarter pits. Uh, honestly, the flavor wasn't bad. I don't love the texture because it's sticky right out of the package, uh, yes. which... I don't moist. I don't love eating sticky, yeah, moist sticky things. Uh, I hate that there's a pit in there. Like it makes me so angry. Uh, so yeah, mostly it's my face wasn't disgust, 
like flavor wise, it was like just just pure anger. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, man, why, why would you? Yeah, so angry. So <laughs> two two and a quarter for me. Uh, it's good if you like that kind of stuff, and maybe if you know that there's a a pit, like it's maybe you pits. know that it exists. Yeah. Um, My coffee, I'll give, I'm going to give a five out of five. It was the perfect okay. temperature, perfect <laughs> amount for the one podcast recording. For so one I'm podcast recording. Uh, where are your beans from? Did you grind them yourself? Or is it just like... <laughs> are you roasting uh, Generally, I do grind them myself. Uh, okay. And generally, they would be wind coffee uh, beans, robusta beans to be ground. But I was out and I have not had a chance to order. And it is another brand that I don't know. <laughs> And, it was a, ar- and it's already ground, so I'm slightly disappointed. Four uh, out of five. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know right. I started it by saying it was slightly five Slightly disappointed, four, four out of five. five. Yeah. <laughs> it's good if you like that kind of stuff, man. Yeah. I don't know that anything that I say should ever go on a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, saying that a lot of stuff we said on the show should go on a t-shirt. Oh, Patrick, you're... Oh, that's not good. All right, well, Patrick's got a yellow light by his uh, little icon, so we should wrap up Oh, really? Mine's this green still. Man. Well, it's yellow for me. That's racist. <laughs> yep, yeah, Zencaster. How dare <laughs> you on, make Zencaster? UI lights be yellow for warning. <sighs> oh, well, thank right, you we for the 18 to 23 people who stuck around with us for, <laughs> for this 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, something different. Hey, let us know if you want us to do more of these. That sounded you know? like you weren't uh, happy, appreciative of them. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm you very appreciative. That. Nathan was like, oh, thanks for you you 15 who hang out the just, whole time. He was I padding for time. 100. No. <laughs> always, yeah. always padding for time. <laughs> Thank you for Thank to you, Rick everyone. for joining us from the plane. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't know how the bandwidth is allowing yeah, you to watch this video, but I guess no one else sense. can do anything. <laughs> um, Thank you, Hannah, Alicia. Yeah, if you want to follow along with us, you already are on this platform, but on all the other platforms, you can type in the same handle at John Chisho. You can send us an email if you want to write a little bit of longer form message to us, John Chisho at justlikemedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail if you want to leave us a longer form spoken word message. (laughs) 972-677-8867. Go to johnshishow.com slash support or just go to the website and click around on the links and you can find all the different ways that you can support us. I'm pretty sure we have a merch store up now, so you can go find that. Just kidding. We don't have nope. that up. Delete everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really working on it. Watching live. Switch. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook on the after party. Oh, yeah. The after party. You can go to the after party. Find us there. Um, answer Nathan's poll that he put up about <laughs> six weeks ago. I think it might still be up. It was a while ago. <laughs> Um, if you want to follow us individually, you can find me at Patrick in the world. I'm at KJ Relke, wherever I want to be found. <laughs> and I'm and no walk on uh, Instagram. And before we wrap this up, I do want to say that my mom has been one of the people that has been in here the entire time. And Mom! I know that she's probably like, why are all these people leaving words on here? And how do I do that? And she's not been able to figure <laughs> it out. So mom, thank you for giving us your time tonight. And I will teach you how to text and place comments on live videos in the future. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, thank until you. until the next time, John Chihayo. Hey-o! Fun when there's not music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was okay. fun. All right, bye. This was bye. Fun, but the minus of the music is makes it kind of not as fun. From the outro.